Friday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your weekend is off to an early and fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including the most popular sports radio platform ever invented. We call it Free For All Friday. What does it mean? Well, after four days of Hall of Fame coaches and sometimes United States presidents dropping by as guests, after four days of my crazy rants and musings and you mostly following our lead, as we celebrated this week, among other things, the opening of the Major League Baseball postseason, the opening of the Carolina Hurricanes regular season, along with the rest of the NHL. I saw you there last night at PNC Arena. How about a little wick victory over the Montreal Canadiens, courtesy of some free hockey and a shootout at the end. Rod Brindamore and the Canes get the new season off on the right skate as they try to give this franchise back-to-back -back success stories for the first time in a long time. Appreciate the head coach and the owner, Tom Dundon, for being among our guests this past week. Fridays mean fewer guests like billionaire owners and Hall of Fame coaches or hockey players, etc. We will have more of those next week, by the way. Quick programming note. Next Tuesday, we're live in Charlotte. Mike Krzyzewski of Duke, Roy Williams of Carolina, Jim Beheim of Syracuse. They're already in the Hall of Fame. Tony Bennett of UVA. I heard he just won a national championship. And after many of you were residents of Dowderville about those folks in Charlottesville, we told you not to sleep on the Cavs. They have another good team. We will celebrate college basketball next Tuesday, live from Charlotte. We'll celebrate the legends of golf next Friday, live from the SAS Championship. Freddie Couples, the latest legend, to commit to that outstanding Champions Tour event right here in our backyard. We are in studio today after being next to PNC Arena yesterday for the hockey celebration and in Charlotte and in Cary next Tuesday and Friday, again, on location shows. My producer's name is Darren Vaught. He tends to stay in studio sometimes, even when I'm on location, although he will be with me in Charlotte next Tuesday as we talk to those Hall of Fame coaches and some star ACC basketball players. Among the things on our mind, as remember, we mostly turn over this platform to your phone calls. It can be a question. It can be a comment. It can be a prediction. It can be something that your lines were jammed this week and you just need to get it off your chest. Maybe we had a great topic you called and the lines were busy. Since we went syndicated and statewide, now heard live in almost 300 North Carolina cities and towns, it is harder to get in by phone. That's one of the reasons we created an expanded free-for-all Friday. It allows for more of your chiming in. Fewer guests, usually only one on Friday today. That will be Joe Person of The Athletic Carolina. He has broken a lot of the news surrounding Cam Newton's injury. He is one of the most astute people on that beat, NFL, Panthers, and otherwise. He'll join us as, of course, the Jaguars visit the Panthers on Sunday. Big game for our purposes, not the national highlight for sure. College football's week six 
offers some tasty treats nationally and closer to home. The NCAA's amateurism model is under attack, including in the form of that California law signed into law by that state's governor on Monday of this week. The NASCAR boys are in Dover this Sunday afternoon. The PGA Tour continues with the Shriners Children's Hospital event, raising great money for that great cause and event. Major League Baseball has a quadruple header today. All eight teams still standing in that sports postseason are on the field. Rays at Astros just about two hours away. Cardinals at Braves. Atlanta let one get away. I know there's a lot of Braves fans in this state, as we mentioned yesterday. According to the polls and the metrics and the Facebook likes and all the rest, the Braves and the Yankees are the two most popular Major League Baseball teams in our state. They, of course, are both having outstanding seasons. They're both alive and kicking in the Elite Eight of baseball, if you will. And they're both in action today. The Braves' bullpen let a lot get away during the regular season. Fun to watch team. Love their starting eight, for example, most nights. Sometimes the bullpen has been slippery, and it once again let the Braves fall on that banana peel. It was Cardinals coming back and getting that win in the first game of what is a best-of-five NLDS. Rays at Astros get underway today. Cardinals at Braves game two late this afternoon. Twins at Yankees. That's also game one of a five-game series in the ALDS. Nationals at Dodgers go at it as well. Y'all know the deal. Most are picking either the Astros or the Dodgers to win it all. Houston is one of the better built teams in recent memory, but in baseball and some other sports, the best team does not always win. You can get a glimpse of all eight of those baseball teams today if you like. Meanwhile, beyond the obvious football, and nationally, by the way, that is led by 5-0 Auburn at 5-0 Florida. At this time of year, sometimes you get the question, well, what happens if more than four teams finish undefeated from the Power Five conferences? Well, that would be a predicament now, wouldn't it? That would be a conundrum. That would be a quagmire. Another good SAT word. It hasn't happened yet. It's not going to happen this year. Don't worry about it. You get the Bobby McFerrin song ready for me, Darren? Don't worry. Be happy, right? Just enjoy college football in the month of October. You cue up some Bobby Farron for anybody who needs Bobby McFerrin's famous song. Anybody who needs a little attitude adjustment, enjoy the games. Let the song play a little bit. We're not going to end up with more than four undefeated teams. We usually end up with like one, sometimes none. What happens in October is that you end up seeing – Undefeated versus undefeated. And it's not every weekend, but Auburn is 5-0, and number 7 in the rankings. Florida is 5-0, and number 10 in the rankings. Clearly, someone will fall from the ranks of the undefeated. It's not that way for the rest of the undefeateds, and we're still in double digits. But Auburn at Florida is one to watch tomorrow afternoon. Ohio State, number four in the nation in the polls, 5-0. and The Buckeyes have just been absolutely obliterating people. The new quarterback, Justin Fields, the transfer from Georgia, is, you know, top five Heisman straw poll, although it's probably too early to even have that conversation. Michigan State is only 4-1. and one. They're only kind of on the edge of the top 25. But you know what? Michigan State knows how to play defense. So I think the Buckeyes are going to win. But you're going to see Heisman candidate Justin Fields and the mighty steamrolling people Buckeyes 
against a team that actually knows how to play defense. Now, does Sparty have enough offense to make this interesting? No, to be honest, probably. I'll be shocked if they do. However, Florida, Auburn, Ohio State, Michigan State, even 4-0 and Iowa. Do you think the Hawkeyes are a real threat to be in the Final Four? Neither do I. But 4-0 and Iowa visits the Michigan Wolverines. And of all those who have something at stake this weekend, right? David Cutcliffe at Duke has something at stake as Pitt visits his Blue Devils. Appreciate him dropping by yesterday. Mac Brown at Carolina has something at stake. It's one thing to play five straight competitive games against interesting opponents, right? I mean, South Carolina of the SEC, the Miami Hurricanes invaded Keenan Stadium. The fans showed up early and were loud at Mac's request, and they beat UM, right? So the Tar Heels are out of the gate at 2-0. They play three more competitive games, but they lose all three. Even that one-pointer to Clemson after falling to in-state rivals Wake and App State. So you're 2-3. Now you have the first dud on your schedule. Carolina is one of the only teams in the country that played five consecutive interesting opponents in college football and five consecutive close games. Seriously, in the history of the ACC, The Tar Heels' margins of victory and defeat through five weeks are among the smallest in the history of a league that is more than 60 years old. Now, how do those same guys who have a chance to be bowl-bound, right? Only two and three, but playing better football than most predicted. How do you react to being in Atlanta, where the Tar Heels usually lose, against the team with the worst record in the ACC, probably going nowhere this year, the Yellow Jackets? How do you react It's not going to be your crowd. It's going to be on the road. It's not going to be a full stadium. Georgia Tech fans know how bad their team is. It's not going to be a national TV spotlight game. It's just another late afternoon game on the ACC network. How do the Tar Heels respond? Well, as Mac Brown and David Cutcliffe in our backyard have some things at stake, how about Jim Harbaugh at Michigan after the face plant against Wisconsin? Michigan still is in the top 25, 3-1. They host the 4-0 Iowa Hawkeyes. That is a chance for a little redemption for Michigan, or it is a chance for Jim Harbaugh to be inching toward the hot seat if somehow he were embarrassed by the Hawkeyes the way he was embarrassed by the Badgers earlier this year. The Seahawks and the Rams had a thriller last night to get week five of NFL action going. Your Panthers are favored at home over Jacksonville. They even have a chance, remember, to come out of the weekend tied for first in the NFC South. They're favored to beat the Jaguars. Maybe the Buccaneers beat the Saints. Remember, Drew Brees isn't back yet. You could have several three and two teams in the NFC South come Monday, as the Jimmy Buffett song goes. Vikings Giants gives Daniel Jones, the former Duke star, a chance to go against one of the better NFL defenses. Mike Zimmer always has Minnesota well prepared on that side of the field. The Patriots, the Chiefs, and the Niners are are the only undefeated teams still standing in the NFL. I wouldn't say any of them has the most challenging matchup. 4-0 New England visits 0-4 Washington, for example. But those and Bucks, Saints, Packers, Cowboys, Jags, Panthers, among the games where I have thoughts to share and among the games where I imagine you might as well. NFL, college football, Major League Baseball playoffs, Minshew mania 
is descending upon Charlotte, North Carolina in the form of Jags quarterback Gardner Minshew. Duke and Carolina in action in important games. Auburn versus Florida with a lot at stake in SEC country. The Carolina Hurricanes debuted in the regular season last night. Darren and I were there. I'll offer my thoughts. We will welcome yours. 1-800-849-2761. Remember, the balls are bouncing as well, meaning basketballs. NBA teams are playing preseason games as we speak. And college basketball teams are less than a month away or roughly a month from their season openers. And, of course, they're back in practice and have been for a little while. 1-800-849-2761. Those plus the NCAA's amateurism model are among the things on my mind. What's on yours? You can steer our ship starting right now. Intern Will is with us representing William Peace University. Intern Jilly is also with us representing the University of North Carolina. One of those two will be the first to pick up your call. They will be the voices that you hear. One more quick thing as we come to those calls. We have two four-packs to give away today of tickets to next weekend's NHRA Carolina Nationals at ZMAX Dragway in Charlotte, right there next to Charlotte Motor Speedway. So at some point today, we'll give away those two four-packs to the NHRA Carolina Nationals. That's, again, next Saturday, not tomorrow. Every ticket is a pit pass, so hang in there for prize purposes if you want to jump in later. We also have Carolina Hurricanes tickets that we give away on a regular basis here on the David Glenn Show. Carolina Panthers tickets and... And if you're interested, Charlotte Hornets tickets from time to time as well. 1-800-849-2761. Our only guest is Joe Person on the NFL and the Panthers in Hour 3. That means you can join us right now. Question, comment, complaint, you're bothered by something, or maybe the lines were just busy Monday through Thursday. Here we go. College football's week six, NFL's week five. A lot of baseball, a lot of basketball, a little hockey. Jump on with us. 1-800-849-2761 is how you can steer the ship next on The David Glenn Show. If my low and away curve that barely paints the black so frequently that nobody can hit it, you're going to tell me I got to throw change-ups, fastballs, and sliders all the time? Oh, it's too difficult to hit TTG's <laughs> low and away curveball. Wah, 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 wah. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Hands it off for Ajo, diagonally across terrifying and Hamilton. They back and centered in front of Chance. Price can't get it. They score! Eric Hollow! Terrifying and attempting to get to a loose puck. Baseball batted in at the horn by Ajo. We go to shootout. The final chance possibly for Montreal. Marazic says no! Hey, hey, what do you say? The Canes win on opening night. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Darren and I were there last night. Little hockey on our mind today. Baseball's playoffs as well. A lot of football. Week five in the NFL includes Jaguars at Panthers. I have a fun fact there as we come to Dwayne in Greensboro. Joe is in Raleigh. Michael is in Durham. Others are calling from the mountains and the beaches and everywhere you'd want to live in between. It is free for all Friday again. You are steering the ship for the most part. One and only one guest by design to leave more time for you to 
who pick the topics to ask the questions. Everyone in the history of sports radio, here's some version of y'all talk too much about this and y'all talk not enough about that. Well, Free For All Friday was carved out. 20% of all shows we do for exactly that reason. You get to steer the ship, and that way after three hours, as I like to say, we're halfway to Margaritaville. Isn't it really the caller's fault, Darren? If we talk too much about this or not enough about that on Free For All Friday, can't be our fault, right? I'm just passing the baton, man. Here we go. 1-800-849-2761. Darren and I were there last night. Shout out to my recent golf partner in the Canes Foundation Golf Tournament, Peter Morazic. He actually golfs right, uh, golfs lefty, wants to be a righty at some point. Peter Morazic cleaned up a lot of messes last night. It was not a clean performance by the Canes under Rod Brindamore, but they did get off on the right skate. Offensive defenseman Dougie Hamilton with the shootout winner. Hats off to you, young man. Otherwise, it was fourth liner Lucas Walmark with the goal. 20-year-old forward Marty Natchez with the goal. Remember DG's first key to the season. Young forwards must keep evolving. 19-year-old Andrei Svechnikov, 22-year-old Sebastian Ajo, 20-year-old Marty Natchez, and others. Natchez made a defensive mistake basically to give the Canadians a goal, but did make up for that by scoring one of his own. When you can beat the Canadians, not an elite team, but not a horrible team, without getting a goal from Aho or Svechnikov or some of your other biggest scorers, it is a good sign. The other goal was scored by the newcomer, Eric Halla. Huge <laughs> third-period goal as the Canes went up on the Canadians but then had to scramble back from a 3-2 deficit. Halla. Tied it at three, pushing it to free hockey overtime, and then the shootout where Dougie Fresh did his work to get the victory. 1-800-849-2761. Canes are at Washington tomorrow. Then they have Tampa at home on Sunday afternoon or late afternoon, I should say, 5 p.m. start. I will see you back at PNC Arena. That is, by the way, the Lightning, the most talented team in the NHL. Now, they could win the regular season, and then face plan again. I don't know, but they're the most talented team in the NHL. So two good tests for the year two Rod Brindamore Canes, 1-800-849-2761. The fun fact, and then Dwayne in Greensboro, who has hockey on his mind. Michael has college sports on his mind. Joe wants in as well. Jaguars at Panthers. It's hard to believe after all the panic surrounding that 0-2 Carolina Panthers start. No Cam Newton, no problem. That's kind of in air quotes, right? Kyle Allen is 3-0 as an NFL starter. That includes that game late last year against New Orleans. Two fun facts. You ready for this? The last quarterback to win his first four NFL starts is in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> his name was Kurt Warner. He once worked in the grocery store and was found after playing in other leagues by the NFL and not only made it, but he made it all the way to the Hall of Fame and Super Bowl champion status. If Kyle Allen leads the Panthers to a win Sunday afternoon in Charlotte, he's the first since Kurt Warner 
to start his career to win his first four NFL starts, 4-0, Kurt Warner style. That's not bad. We had a lot of fun with that question. The greatest undrafted free agent quarterbacks in NFL history, the top two were Warren Moon and Kurt Warner. They're both in the Hall of Fame, from undrafted to the Hall of Fame. Now, no, we're not putting such expectations. It's a just-for-fun observation about Kyle Allen as he tries to get to 4-0. The other fun fact involves the other quarterback. Now, I've told you, controlling Leonard Fournette, he and Christian McCaffrey are two of the highest usage, highest productivity running backs in the entire NFL right now. McCaffrey does it his way, as you know, dual threat runner receiver. Fournette, to a degree, is a receiver, but he is just a runaway freight train. He's even more dangerous than McCaffrey between the tackles, while not being as dangerous as McCaffrey outside the tackles or on receptions. He's that good, though. Remember, they came out the same year. Panthers were looking at running backs. They loved Leonard Fournette. Fournette ended up going top five to the Jags. Panthers happily scooped up McCaffrey out of Stanford in, in the top ten. And they have both gone on to amazing careers so far. Fournette had 200-plus rushing yards with on almost 30 carries against the Broncos a week ago. So that's my key, figuring out Fournette. Now, I'm aware of Minshew mania. I know that he's in for the injured Nick Foles. Here's the other fun fact as you ponder the possibility of Kyle Allen catching Kurt Warner with that 4-0 career start. Minshew has the highest quarterback rating of any rookie quarterback through his first four games in the Super Bowl era. The highest quarterback rating of any rookie QB through four games in the Super Bowl era, which is more than 50 years old. That's what's on tap Sunday in Charlotte. I actually don't think either quarterback is actually elite, but both of those fun facts certainly paint an interesting picture, don't they? As the Panthers' defense is going to have to carry a lot of the load, Carolina has injuries on the offensive line that I think complicate their ability to deal with the Jaguars' defense. More of my thoughts on the NFL matchups of the weekend. Dwayne is in Greensboro and wants to steer our free-for-all Friday ship. Go right ahead. Hi, my name is Dwayne. Hi, Hi Dwayne. Dwayne. I've been a hockey junkie for 55 years. Oh, look at that. That's outstanding. 55 years of hockey sobriety. Very well done. Born and raised in New York, so I'm a diehard Broadway blues fan. But what I wanted to tell you was how my wife got addicted. Late on us. When I, when I met my wife, it was in South Florida a few years before the Panthers started, and she had absolutely no interest or knowledge of anything hockey. Wouldn't even watch it on TV with me. But before the Panthers started up, the Miami Arena had a couple of exhibition game, preseason games to try to generate some interest down there. I insisted she go with me to the first one. Spent the first period explaining to her the rules. She spent the second period explaining them back to me to make sure she understands. Third period, I couldn't get her to sit down and shut up. Hit him, <laughs> kill him, go in the corner, you know, clear the net, everything. She insisted we get tickets for the next night as well. So we went to a second next wow. game, and she's been a junkie ever since. It's a love affair within a love affair. Dwayne and his <laughs> wife and his wife with hockey. And you were and the dealer, Dwayne. You were the dealer that just gave the first <laughs> right. sample drug so that you knew she'd come back for more and more. Heck, maybe you did that as her husband, although that's really none of my business. A little Dwayne and then more Dwayne because she just needed as much as she could handle. Thanks for playing, Dwayne. Thanks for sharing that story. For those joining 
us for the first time today. That was one of our questions of the day earlier this week. How did you become a hockey addict? And we just had a little fun with the concept of the support group. Hi, my name's Darren. Hi, Darren. And your addiction is what, five years into this now? Five years, yeah. All right. It's great to see you each week as we circle the chairs and help each other through our respective addictions. 1-800-849-2761. By the way, you know how I send you possible emails for the Free For All Friday box? Like off the beaten trail stuff. Most of my emails involve whatever we were discussing that day, right? That makes sense. Every once in a while, people will know the concept of Free For All Friday. And they'll just send something that they know is way off the beaten trail. And that story just reminded me. I got the question, what was the last sporting event that I watched with the lovely and talented Maria? And I think the answer might be in this state. I I wasn't sure. I didn't get a chance to write back and figure out if they meant like on TV or in person. But – this shows you how little Maria is into sports, besides the sport of hockey, which is why I thought of this. She's a passionate Canes fan. Right. My was, guess would be in person at a, a Canes well, game, for sure. W- she was there during the playoff run with me several times. Yeah. And that, I think we went to a Phillies game on our trip north this summer. So we did take in a Major League Baseball game together. But seriously, besides hockey, honestly, M- Maria like doesn't know sometimes who's playing in the Super Bowl or who's in the Final Four, or I could be going to cover a huge game. Like when, when I took my son to the Super Bowl when the Eagles beat the Patriots, she knew who was playing whom. But other than that, and other than hockey, man, I, I, was, I was wondering what the emailer was asking about, and I think it's because he has a wife who mostly doesn't care about sports, and he's a young guy that's just reading between the lines, and he wanted, you know, he wanted to hear me say something soothing that would make him feel better. Like their marriage, something has, that aligns their with marriage has a chance because yeah. DG and the lovely and talented Maria have been married for over 20 years. And seriously, I mean, my mom, 99% of the time doesn't care about sports at all. And she's one of my favorite people in the history of the world. My wife doesn't care about sports at all. 90 or so percent of the time, again, with hockey being the one exception to that rule. 1-800-849-2761. You never, when I, when I see free-for-all Friday on the subject line, Darren, you just never know what you're going to get. <laughs> you do know my go-to relationship advice when that comes up. The classic before-your-time email, the guy who wrote in saying that uh, his wife was driving him crazy at least 10% of the time. And you remember what my response was? So, or you, were you something know? along the lines of, well, if, if it's only 10%, you're doing great. Celebrate from the rooftops, young man. <laughs> Why are you acting as if you need to call a marital therapist? You're ahead of the game, man. You hit the ground running. If you were at 90%, we all drive each other crazy 10% of the time. I'm sure there are exceptions out there, and God bless all of you. But the mere mortals along among us... In marriage and otherwise, yeah, we drive each other crazy from time to time. I, I hate when older, successful married couples imply that if you youngsters hit a rough patch or, oh, I don't know, this went wrong or he said that. I mean, come on, man. That's life. That is life. Now, if something too, too bad happened, I get it. But in the general course of things... She's great, and you're great 90% of the time, and you're only driving each other crazy 10% of the time? Holy cow. Man, scream it from the top of the nearest mountain.
Thank all that is good in the land of milk and honey. You're ahead of the game, young man. And don't you let anybody think, lead you to think otherwise. 1-800-849-2761. That's just one of my favorite free-for-all Friday blast from the past emails from long ago. Joe will be first on the other side. Michael wants in on the NCAA and its amateurism model under attack. There are a whole lot of byproducts of this California law that if the NCAA gets to the point where it allows athletes to take third-party money, I think, n- number one, our audience is divided. So I, I hear it almost every day. Hey, they get enough in the room form of room, board, tuition, and cost of attendance adjustment. They get more now than I got back in my day. You all hear that. And then there are others who say, wait a minute, why can all these other college students take money from third parties? And it's cool, but because they play sports, they're not even allowed to enjoy the value of their name, likeness, image, and the free market, et cetera. Many of those who, in principle, their philosophical answer is, oh, yeah, the NCAA has to adopt something like California is saying, which, again, is not universities paying athletes directly. It is universities or the NCAA lifting the prohibition on third parties giving money to athletes in exchange for things. It might be an autograph session. It might be the right to use their name, image, likeness in a video game. It might be uh, a sure apparel company who wants them to model their gear or wear their gear or whatever. It could be to be on a billboard for, you know, Billy Bob's tractor company, right? There are a lot of folks who philosophically want that door opened for college athletes in pursuit of fairness to have that third-party money. When you think it all the way through, it's going to give you indigestion when you think about the details. I'll elaborate as we come back to your calls, 1-800-849-2761. As a matter of principle, the more fair way, in my opinion, 30-plus years covering college sports, is to open this new revenue stream that would fill the pockets of more athletes as they take advantage of good old American old-fashioned capitalism, right? What is their value out there in the marketplace? The philosophically fair way to do it is to open that side door for that new money. The execution of that idea involves things that I'll bet, if I made a long enough list, would surprise everybody that philosophically is in favor of this change. It'll give you indigestion. I've been a guest on a lot of shows, and most of the time, they don't think it all the way through. Doesn't mean it's not a good idea again, but the details, uh, you know know the saying, the devil can be in the details, and I think that is the case here. Back to your free-for-all Friday phone calls. Joe Person on the NFL later. More of your calls next on the David Glenn Show. Ruffin McNeil, welcome back. I know we'll always be a huge part of you and your family. You know, this will be my last coaching stop. After this, yeah, maybe join you on a radio show or Amen. do some of that. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be doing some remote shows from your boat in the middle of the Caribbean somewhere <laughs> if I have my way. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. We are following your lead. We are headed into a big football weekend. Auburn at Florida, a battle of the unbeatens tomorrow afternoon. True freshman quarterback Bo Nix for the Auburn Tigers has to deal with the swamp. Auburn's the better team. 
Florida, remember, had to eke past a middling Miami team to start this season way back in week zero. Auburn's better. Both are undefeated. Both are in the top ten. But the lesser team is at home, which can sometimes make for a fascinating matchup. Closer to home, Duke hosts Pitt. The winner will have a shot to make a run at the top of the ACC's Coastal Division. Carolina is at Georgia Tech tomorrow afternoon. The Tar Heels must show they can beat a lesser team away from the spotlight after showing up pretty impressively five straight times against a rough schedule in their two and three start. Heels have a realistic shot at, the, at a bowl game if you look at the rest of their schedule. They're going to be favored in a majority of their remaining games, but you got to take care of business against lesser opponents, and they're dealing with a lot of injuries. And one thing Mac Brown did not inherit is depth chart wide depth some positions yes running back wide receiver most other positions no and one by one they've had some key injuries as they head to atlanta which has been a bit of a cemetery for unc football over the years 1-800-849-2761 michael is in durham and next on the david glenn show go right ahead hi dave can you hear me yeah man go ahead hey real quick two questions about the uh the athletic kids getting paid uh, the college kids. Uh, number one, if if all the the really good players go to California, isn't that an unfair competition? Um, for lack of a better word, it would I, be. I, it would be. I mean, imagine if you were the star athlete, or my son, or your son, or daughter, and oh wow, California has this rule where if you go to one of their schools, you're allowed to take this money from. Uh, Nike or Adidas or somebody else that wants you to be a spokesperson. And if you go to school in any of these other states, you're not allowed to take that money. That reality, I believe, will never happen. One of two things will happen, and real quickly they are. Either the NCAA comes up with its own model that applies to all 50 states, and it may look something like the California model, or Congress gets involved. And there are already members of the United States Congress proposing essentially their, their nationwide version of what California's governor just signed into California-only law. We're never, that law, remember, doesn't even take effect until 2023, so four years down the road. Uh, we're never, in my opinion, it's just not going to happen that we have, you know, 50 different sets of rules to govern these things. Go okay, ahead. Okay, thanks for, and can I ask one more question? Yeah. Uh, if, if a small school gets a payday for playing, like, a Power 5 conference, are, the, are those funds mandated for a specific purpose like in other words does it go to the college general fund or does it go to just the athletic it goes to department? the athletic department yeah so like when duke played alabama in atlanta that's not even maybe the specific example you're talking about in that case because they're both at a neutral site they both got multi-million dollar paydays uh but the other example you're talking about you know when clemson uh, played the Charlotte 49ers at Death Valley. Charlotte got a seven-figure payday to show up and get beaten to smithereens. In, in all of those examples, the money goes to the athletic department. And for anybody wondering, you know, the, a university just has an athletic department as like a branch of its tree, right? And the bigger, the very biggest universities have $200 million a year budgets in their athletic departments. Uh, mid-sized Power 5 schools are nowadays at $100 million a year. So to get to $100 million plus in revenue, yes, one of the things that you're doing in some cases is playing these neutral site games. And keep in mind, some of the schools we follow might have a $20 million athletic budget or a $40 million athletic budget. Those smaller schools and programs typically will play those road games 
where, yeah, you pick up a seven-figure payday. If your athletic department has a $20 million budget and you pick up $2 million, well, there's 10% of your entire annual revenue already figured out, right, just for taking a beating from one of the more prominent programs. So thank you for playing 1-800-849-2761. I am not, for the record, bothered by making an unlevel playing field more unlevel. In other words, people will ask, not, not in the state-by-state state situation. Again, it's not going to come to that. It's just not. But what people will say is, well, wait a minute. If we allow athletes to take third-party money, there's going to be stuff that most of us would say that's cool. Oh, the video game guy wants to use Darren Vaught, and he's going to have Darren Vaught's body type and Darren Vaught's eye color and hair color. And I don't know if you'd be wearing glasses while scoring touchdowns, but perhaps you'd have your specially made helmet and your name on the back, and they want to use you, and it looks like you, and it is you, basically, well, now you'd get paid for it under the new California way of doing things. And the question becomes, well, if School X has even more big money boosters and these other schools are more run-of-the-mill universities, well, doesn't that make an already unlevel playing field more unlevel? Because, you know, intern Will owns his own company, and he says, oh, yeah, man, that future, that prep All-American quarterback, I really want him to end up at my school. And what do you know? Will happens to be a fan of that school. Will owns his own company. What do you know? Hey, young man, uh, I'll talk to your agent or your dad or mom about the details, but uh, I'd like to put you on a billboard for Will's tractors. Uh, you know, if you sign with this school. <laughs> with this school. Well, of course, yeah, the schools that have more allies making more offers of those along those lines, it would be like legalized. What right now is against the rules. Boosters can't pay kids to attend their schools. If they get caught, it's big problems for the booster and for the university and for an ineligible athlete. Under this third-party money door being opened by California law, again, it's not yet NCAA policy, but the NCAA is on the clock, as Tony Barnhart said on these matters. Yes, it would make an unlevel playing field more unlevel. But the essence of governance, right, the essence of if you were the president or the United States Congress or the NCAA president or you're just on this committee or that board voting on this or that, so much of it comes down to where do we keep our nose out of it and where do we stick our nose into it, Right. How big does government get? How small should government be, et cetera? Well, in college sports, most people don't think of it this way. But think of college football. In pursuit of a, a more level playing field, they give only 85 scholarships in football, right? If it was truly free market, why couldn't one school give 200 football scholarships? And another school might only be able to afford 25. It's, it's in pursuit of a more level playing field when you say, okay, only 85 scholarships. Why do they regulate how many assistant coaches you can have? Well, they're trying to make it a more level playing field. You're only allowed X number of full-time assistant coaches in basketball, different number larger, of course, in football. But they're the only ones allowed to recruit for you. They're the only ones coaching on game day. But what does a school like Alabama do to get around that? They've got 20 more people who are not allowed to recruit and don't have the title of full-time assistant coach, but Nick Saban still has a much bigger staff. But it's in pursuit of a level playing field or closer to one. There is no such thing, really. 
that you limit the number of scholarships per school, you limit the number of assistant coaches per school. But for those who don't know, even within the same conference, School A can have an athletic annual budget two times School B, three times School B. You could have a football-specific budget two or three times somebody else in your same conference. The NCAA doesn't regulate that, so free market reigns there, right? You want to spend more on football? Go right ahead. You're just not allowed to use more than 85 scholarships, and you're not allowed to uh, use more than X full-time assistant coaches. So some, they limit. That's anti-competitive, right? Others, free market. Do whatever you want. Spend $100 million on your football program if you think it'll pay off financially and however you measure a payoff, right? This is the next question. Does it bother you enough that an unlevel playing field will become more unlevel because schools with these third parties will fill the pockets of prospects and players more than will happen at other universities? Of course it would make it even more unlevel. But to me, I can live with that. I can also live, by the way, Mac Brown was talking about one of his reservations. Man, people, I respect Mac. I respect David Cutcliffe, others who have chimed in on this. Most people are freaked out by change. If it's something they haven't really contemplated and they've lived all 60 or 70 years of their life under a certain system and somebody says, well, wait a minute, how about third-party money to your athletes? I don't think it makes them bad people. Coach Cut and Coach Brown both came up with reservations. Max said, well, what happens when my starting quarterback starts making tens of thousands of dollars? And his example was, but my backup corner gets zero. You know what my answer to that is? Tough. Figure it out, man. You have chemistry issues related to why why your starting quarterback is the starting quarterback. The guy who's his second teamer is probably complaining about how he's really better than the first teamer. The guy who's a third teamer is calling his mom and dad crying, saying he's not sure he's able to make it at all. You already have. You've got multi-level complications on how you have to manage a hundred different personalities. Like, this is going to be your breaking point? This, is, this would really be the straw that breaks the camel's back? Come on, man. Come on. You just have to, you have to modernize a little bit. You have to start with the principle that it is fundamentally unfair to tell people in the process of entering the real world, hey, all of your other classmates at this university can make money in the free market off of their image and likeness and talent, et cetera, but you can't. You can't. Now, we, the coaches, oh, yeah, we can make millions. But you're not allowed to. Come on now, man. So does it cause indigestion? Yeah, it is one more layer of complication for you as a head coach. Now your stars are making more money. But you know you know what? They were already getting prettier girls than the backup cornerback. I mean, like, you're already living in that world. This is just another layer of that world that makes it more fair, especially for the superstar athletes in the revenue sports. We're back after this on the David Glenn Show. Dabo Sweeney, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Yeah, How man. are you, man? Good to see you. It's great to How see you. you. I saw that you took your family to Italy. It was unbelievable to go to Rome and to stand at the Coliseum that was built in 80, 80. <laughs> 80. The original Death Valley. <laughs> you know, literally. This is the David Glenn Show. Hockey season has started. Basketball is almost here. There's a quadruple baseball doubleheader just today in the postseason, and we have a lot of football on our mind. Jerry wants back in on the NCAA's amateurism model. Joe watched the Canes last night. Kevin wants in on more football. You can be next on the David Glenn Show. 
throwback Justice League. You know, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Aquaman. If there was a combine event where you had to talk to marine life, Aquaman is your guy. Zay Jones is dominating the three-cone drill. Aquaman is dominating the talk-to-porpoises drill. This is The David Glenn Show.